Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink. That Merrimack calls the score after two periods of play. Merrimack 2, 7th ranked UMass 1. I'm Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. Tonight's second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us from the MacReport.com, the Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News, and NeutralZone.net. Mike will be away next weekend, so we wanted to make sure that we have an opportunity to catch up on some things uh, that have been going on. Uh, before we get into talking further NLI talk, uh, you know, we talked a lot about Alex Jeffries last night, but not the other players that had signed NLI. But uh, first of all, let's talk about tonight's game through two periods of play. I'm not sure, really, that anybody coming off of last night's 2-2 tie certainly had to be very disappointed for UMass down in Amherst. Would have, uh, I, I don't know who would have seen Merrimack with a lead here at the end of two periods, two periods despite playing at home, but they've been able to be opportunistic, getting the 5-on-3 power play goal, for example, also the short-handed goal to take this lead 2-1 to one at the end of two. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, it's an easier game for Merrimack on this ice than it is at UMass, where the ice is a little wider, and, and UMass, as they try to get through the neutral zone, has a lot more space in order to do so. So theoretically, it's an easier game on home ice. I mean, you remember last year, that first game here, they needed an overtime goal from Kel McCarr uh, to get out of here with a win that first game last year, and that was a better UMass team than I think this one is. So, uh, interesting that, you know, it, it's been kind of as expected, you know, low event hockey, not a lot of shots, 2-1 game after after two periods, uh, very physical, uh, not a lot of room to operate, but uh, I think that's kind of suited the style that Merrimack wants to play, uh, certainly against a team like UMass that has more offensive weapons than they do. UMass with more shots again tonight, as they did last night, although the shots were still pretty close last night. Tonight, through two periods, uh, it's 24-17, to 17, but I mean, it's nothing, for example, like last weekend when it was, uh, what, something like 80-30 to 30 or whatever through two period, through two games uh, for UMass against BU, so, you know, in terms of puck possession, at least, much of this weekend, Merrimack's been hanging with UMass. Yeah, and that's promising, because like we said yesterday, uh, UMass is statistically going into this weekend the best puck possession team in the country, and there's really not even a close second. I mean, the, ne- the next closest team was like 8.5 percentage points behind them, so that's really not a close second at all. Uh, they've been the best puck possession team in the country through two months, and uh, for a Merrimack team that has struggled in that department over the last three years, uh, to hang in pretty close with them is, is promising. Well, let's talk again about national letters of intent. Uh, Alex Jeffries, we talked about yesterday, uh, uh, signed his, or it's in the process, you know, whatever. It happened today, actually. Okay. Okay. And uh, but I know he wasn't the only one. Uh, what else has been going on in that front uh, on the Merrimack side of things? Uh, Zachary Bookman, a defenseman, signed his today. I saw that on Twitter. Uh, another forward, or two forwards, out of St. Andrews College up in Ontario. Uh, Devlin O'Brien and Mark Hillier both signed theirs today. Uh, I know there's a couple of scouts in Ontario that are pretty high on. on on their upside, uh, Luke Weiland from the USHL signed his a couple of weeks ago, or, or last week, right when the, the period opened. Uh, he's a guy that committed recently. Uh, neutral Zone has him as a four-star recruit. Uh, has some offensive ability, also a really good, hard-working two-way player. So uh, those are the guys that I know have signed. Um, there may have been some others. Those those are the ones that have been released or that, that, that they've put out there through social media themselves and stuff like that. Right? Are those players that are for next year or perhaps beyond? as I know that the NLI is no longer uh, you know, next year kind of thing. Uh, it, it, well, technically it is. I, I think they can 
defer it, but the, both the player and the team have to defer it together. Uh, Bookman, I believe, is for two years, and Wineland, I, I believe, is, is going to come in in two years. Uh, Hillier and O'Brien and Jeffries, I, I believe, are all coming in next year. And that's kind of how I have them projected on, on our website, and I think from talking to people, that's what it sounds like the plan is. Okay, what's the uh, projected impact, I guess, you know, of that class next year for Merrimack? Well, it's going to be smaller, obviously, than this year's class. This year's class is a lot bigger with 16 freshmen. Uh, doesn't look like they're going to bring in maybe more than five or six next year, and, and I don't think they're done yet. I, I think they're going to still add a defenseman. Uh, it looks like that might be happening. You know, they're looking at some defensemen. Uh, it also sounds like they may be looking at a goalie, too. Um, it's tough to have three freshman goalies because you're going to lose all three of them at the same time, so I think if you have the opportunity to bring in one more next year, even if you have to carry four goalies for a couple of years, other teams have done that. I think Northeastern has four goaltenders on their roster right now, uh, or if not, they, they have over the last couple of years have had four goalies in the roster. So I think ultimately, with the goaltending position, it's about scholarships. A lot of teams invest two scholarships in their goaltenders one way or another. Um, but carrying three or four, I mean, there's other teams that have carried four. And I, and I think that's smart. I think you want to have a goalie. Uh, you don't want to lose all three goalies at the same time. So to, if you have the ability to bring one in next year and, and be able to spread that out a little bit, that's smart. Um, and I, I do think, I think the class size is probably going to be five or six. And o- overall, talent-wise, it seems like it's a pretty good class. Uh, and again, like it's hard to say total impact because they're not done yet, but we know Jeffries, Jeffries was highly thought of enough that BC offered him a full scholarship. But I know what's his, uh, I know NutriZone.net uh, assigns a, a star rating. What's his? It's four, uh, which is what it was put at when he committed. If we were to update that, it would probably be higher now. It would probably be four and a quarter, maybe four and a half. I know that, that will update time to time because uh, that was last done with him probably when he committed two years ago. Uh, so that would probably update at, at, at scale higher at this point because he's he's developed more than, than a lot of people thought he would two years ago. Um, Mark Hillier, I think, is a four-star recruit. Uh, Devlin O'Brien, I think, is a four-star recruit. So th- there's a lot of guys in that four-star range, whereas over the last couple of years... What does that mean, by the way, like four-star? I mean, how, how, how often does a player get a four-star? Uh, I, I would compare it to what other schools get. I mean, I think a lot of times the top schools in the country, BC's and Wisconsin's, they're bringing in guys that range between four-and-a-half and four-and-three-quarters. For a long time, Merrimack was in the, in the neighborhood of like three-and-a-half to three-and-three-quarters. That's the type of player they were getting. Now you see them trending up a little bit more. They're getting closer to four stars, four and a quarter stars. So it seems like they're trending upwards. I, I think, uh, generally speaking, uh, I believe the way that we have it done is, is basically anything over like a three and a half is what we would project as a Division One player. Uh, we only have about a minute or so to go. Uh, any news uh, on that front for UMass, you know, signings that they've had? Uh, I actually don't know. There's been so many, uh, and I've retweeted a lot. I know we've been working on some signing notebooks and things of that nature. I'm sure they've had guys sign. Yeah, we're going to folks check that out. Neutral Zone, I think. NeutralZone.net. Yeah, yeah. We've had a couple of NLI notebooks up. I'm probably going to do another one tomorrow, and that's just a lot of a lot of Twitter research trying to find out who's announced that they've signed their NLIs and who hasn't. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. I know that you'll be at a hockey tournament. Where and, uh, you know, heading out there. So uh, best of luck to the boys. Yeah, I'll be driving out to beautiful Buffalo. Tune into the broadcast while you're out there, okay? I, I definitely will. I'll, I'll watch on Friday. I'll be able to probably listen at the rink on Saturday. All right, thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. That's Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News, and NeutralZone.net. The score after two, Merrimack, two, UMass, one. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.